Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a Flyers Daily. First one of the month of June, June 1st, 2022. It's not officially summer yet, but it's been feeling like summer here in the Philadelphia area with high temperatures. Playoffs continue. Conference finals now set as the Avalanche are taking on Edmonton Oilers and what I'm terming as the McConference final, McDavid versus McKinnon. And then you have the ultimate goalie battle, Andre Vasilevsky, who has just been stunning in his playoff performances over the last bunch of years. Six of his last seven closeout games have been shutouts. And he's going to be playing against, in the other net, the guy who's probably been the best goaltender this season in Igor Shosturkin. Shosturkin's going to win the Vesna. Although I'm not ready to say he's the best goaltender in the world until I can see that he can do what Vasilevsky has done when the spotlight is the, the brightest, and that is in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So really intriguing matchups of the final four teams, and uh, two teams going to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup final and battle, and battle it out for that big, shiny Lord Stanley's chalice. But uh, in this episode, we're going to take a look at Joel Farabee. First, you're going to hear my conversation with Joel from breakup day at the end of the season. And Joel missed a couple of key stretches during this season where uh, he had some injuries that kind of crept up on him in weird ways. Lost an edge, went into the boards and hurt his shoulder. So didn't really have a, a chance to really develop a rhythm this past season. So let's hear from Joel Farabee, and then we're going to look at his season and what lies ahead for the Flyers winger slash sometimes even center, as we saw this past year. But here's my conversation from Breakup Day with Joel Farabee. Uh, joining us on Breakup Day is Flyers forward center at times, too, now, Joel Farabee. Joel, how you doing? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Difficult making that transition to forward. You know, a little more D-zone responsibility, got to play a little lower. Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, it's definitely a really important part of the position. Um, you know, I think uh, – playing it you, you really see why you know the good centers in the league are, are so useful um it's, it's it's a tough position you know face-offs and obviously defensively but uh, you know definitely definitely something i wanted to uh you know show that i could play and um you know i felt like i did you know at times uh pretty well so uh definitely just something to have in the you know back of my head that i that i can play in the future when you're kind of in and out of the lineup because you dealt with some injuries this year is it, is it hard when that happens to get into a rhythm because when you get back you're trying to get everything dialed back in and then sometimes you get back you get it dialed in, and then you have another setback yeah i mean it's it's tough to uh for sure uh when you're, you miss some time and then you come back obviously your timing's not great and things like that so that that takes some time but yeah i mean for sure at times it can be tough to get into a rhythm um you know i think uh i think especially with you know all the roster changes we've had this year you know guys going down with injury and things like that it could be tough to you know, maybe get some chemistry with line mates, but, um, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like coming back from the injury, I felt, you know, pretty good. And, uh, you know, obviously I would have liked my game to be a little bit, be a little bit better, but, um, you know, I feel like, uh, with the circumstances, I feel like it was, it was okay. Um, you're always looking to add other elements into your game, something to go into the off season and improve. We talked before about, you know, after your first year, you went back home. You had a lot of great chances, and you wanted to work on finishing. What do you want to work on this summer when you get back on the ice? Yeah, I definitely want to work on my one-timer. Um, definitely definitely something I, I want to get going. And, and definitely just keep working on my down-low game, uh, just work on my skating down-low, trying to you know beat guys out of the corner and things like that. I, I think it's so big in this league now. So uh, just work on you know being a little bit heavier on the puck and things like that, and you know definitely just try to get stronger this year. 
is that is that about explosiveness? So a lot of like you know quick burst type training that you'll do. Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of it's just puck protection and um, you know and obviously that aspect of it using that explosiveness. But um, yeah, definitely just you know trying in the gym this summer get 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 stronger down down low, and um, you know, I think that that'll you know help my game out a lot. There was obviously some moves made during the season and kind of a, a void there from a lot of key leaders that were here for a long time, like Giroux and Justin Braun. Now there's that void there. Are you looking to fit, kind of fill some of that space in that void as a team leader? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think every guy, you know, wants to be a leader on this team. Um, I think for me, uh, I just try, you know, as a young guy, I think just try to lead by example, uh, come to work every day, um, you know, with a smile on your face and just try to try to go to work and get better, I think is something that I try to focus on. Um, you know, I think the leaders that we do have, you know, Coots, Hazy, Proby, I think, you know, really, really good leaders. And I feel like we're in, we're in good hands in, in that sense. So, um, you know, I think that this kind of new era, the Flyers is, you know, obviously we're dealing with some changes, but I think in the end it's going to be, it's going to be good for us. And I think, you know, coming into camp next year, I think it's going to be, you know, really big for some guys, especially, um, you know, getting guys healthy and things like that. No doubt. Last thing for you. Um, to some guys, you know, the guys that came from the NCAA, whether it be Bobby Brink or uh, Ronnie Adder or Noah Cates, and even Owen Tippett to some extent, even though he didn't come that route, um, did, did they ask you any questions and, you know, how to make that adjustment? Because you came came in and now you've been in the league a few years, so you got a little bit of experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just talking to those guys uh, coming from college, it can be, it can be real tough. I mean, uh, the game's obviously a lot different than college, so – um, you know, I thought for, for Noah, Bobby and Ronnie, I think, you know, those guys, they, they played really well coming from, you know, a, a long college season. Um, you know, I thought they, they showed that, you know, they can play in this league, which is great. So hopefully those guys go home with, you know, a good, good feedback from here and, and what they did and can, you know, have a good summer and come into camp ready to go. I think that, you know, having, having as many guys, you know, that have played NHL games in camp is, is really good. I think, uh, you know, to, pushing and keep getting better as a team it's it's about managing your energy throughout an nhl season too because it's such a grind i mean you guys have played in 471 days 138 hockey games yeah that's insane that's that, so recovery is a huge thing yeah for sure i think for me like my my first two years in the league were, were pretty tough in that sense just because uh, how tired you can get and back to backs i feel like this year i feel like i was a lot more uh equipped and, and ready for the season and um you know, hopefully those guys, like I said, uh, can take what they learned here in this these few weeks that they played and can, you know, have a good summer and, you know, be ready for next year. You love it when you put the work in and then it pays off and you feel it in the season. Joel, yeah. have a great summer, man. We're looking forward to the fall already. Like, I, I hate this period of knowing the season's over and now counting down to the next one. But recover yeah. mentally, physically, and all those things, and we'll talk to you in the fall. Sounds good. Thank you. Hard to believe Joel Farabee. Been in the NHL now for parts of three NHL seasons, 170 total games played over three seasons for Farabee. He's got 45 goals, 48 assists in that time, and uh, on his career, 93 points. And he played 52 games in his first year, that 1920 season, where he didn't make the team out of camp. Matter of fact, he found out that he was getting sent to the Phantoms when they were overseas getting ready for that opening game of the season in the Czech Republic against the Chicago Blackhawks. Played 52 games in the NHL that year with 8 goals, 13 assists, and 21 points. And then last season, played 55 games, 20 goals, 18 assists, and 38 points. Pretty good year for him. That's about a 30-goal pace uh, per 82. 
Of course, it was a 56-game shortened season last year. And then this year, in the 82 games, he played 63 of them, 17 goals, 17 assists, 34 points for Joel Farabee. And like I said prior to the interview, he's a guy that played a little bit in the middle this year as well, in particular when Claude Drew was traded or they were just so undermanned up the middle at the center position. But in this past season, Farabee's shooting percentage, 14.3%, which is about his average. In his first year, he was at 9.9%. And we talked to Joel after that first season, and one of the things that he mentioned he wanted to work on, and we saw it very apparent in year two in the 2020-21 season, was that his ability to finish at the NHL level was much better. He went from a 9.9 in his rookie year, those 52 games where he scored eight goals, to a 16.4 shooting percentage in year two where he scored 20 goals in 55 games. This past year, 14.3% for his career, 14%. Also played the most minutes of his career this past season, averaging 17 minutes and 35 seconds. That's up about a minute and a half from the year prior where he played 16.01 and 14.06 in his rookie year. So what lies ahead for Joel Farabee? He's a guy that is only 21 years of age. Joel Farabee going to be 22, actually just turned 22, uh, on February 25th. And, you know, first round pick, 14th overall, pretty much fast-tracked his way to the NHL. Had a, some good time at Boston University and then a little bit in the AHL. Has proven he's a legitimate NHL player. And I think the coaching search is something that is going to be really interesting. Because I think there's some coaches, guys like John Tortorell, guys like Barry Trotz, that would love a player like Joel Farabee. I think any coach would like a player like Farabee because he does a lot of the things right. On the ice, offensively, defensively, he can kill penalties. There's a lot of elements that he brings to the game. But now that we're at that 22 years of age, this is where he starts to enter really close to the, the beginning years of his prime, basically 23 to 28, that five-year window. And we'd like to see Joel Farabee take that next step. Like I said, this past season, it was really kind of, it was a bad season for the team overall, and it was really scrappy for a lot of players that were in and out of the lineup. And for him, just some kind of weird, freakish bizarre injuries kind of derailed him a couple of times so next year if he can get in the lineup stay healthy and take his game to the next level he'll be a big part of the solution for the Philadelphia Flyers and who that coach is that gets to deploy him and how they deploy him I think is going to be really interesting as well he's like I said he's a guy that can play really well in your D zone but that could come at a cost at some offensive numbers for him and he's a guy that I can see next year in the right situation with the right players around him and an improved season and health could knock on that 30 to 32 goals next year. He's at that point in his career, and I think he is that player. And I think probably a lot of you agree with that. We shall see. But everybody, thanks for listening. Joel Farabee, our guest, thanks to him for giving us the time on Breakup Day. We'll be back Friday with another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. I've been